Metuneter Volume 2, Anuk Ausar, The Kemetic Initiation System, Chapter 4, The Making of the Tree of Life. The most widely accepted Western contemporary explanation of the origin of the universe, the Big Bang Theory, states that the forces and matter making up our universe were created in the extreme heat of a tremendous explosion following an extreme condensation of gases. The radiant energy of the world, light, gamma, rays, etc., and the lightest elements, hydrogen, helium, and lithium, were supposed to be created in this furnace. Although this theory refutes many key aspects of itself, it provides some very important information when we examine the details of the creation of physical matter. We are told that in this tremendous nuclear furnace, hydrogen, the simplest of elements, is created, followed by helium, lithium, and so on. What these so-called modern cosmologists don't tell us is that in the creation of even the simplest element, hydrogen, out of this supposed random process and explosion, is to be found the order interaction of multiplicity of subatomic particles. Smaller ones, leptons, combine to form larger ones, mesons, and these to form baryons, and these to form atoms, and these to form molecules, and the things we bump into, drink, eat, smell, and so on. These particles, the building blocks of physical matter, behave with such order that their behavior can be reduced to a mathematically exact science. Let's retrace our steps. Matter is considered, matter is condensed by spiraling by a spiraling motion to a point of such density and heat that it explodes, releasing radiation some billions of degrees Fahrenheit in heat. Then, as it cools down to about 6,000 degrees, the radiant energy begins to separate, differentiate itself into particles of physical matter which behave in such a complex, orderly manner that it boggles the best mind and computers. Isn't it clear that the order that directs the behavior of these dumb of these dumb physical particles of matter must have been in place before the explosion took place? Could it be that Western scientists avoided this issue because it leads back to God as the ultimate cause of the world? All forces and particles in the world give evidence of being guided by an intelligence that was established, a universal set of patterns for them to follow. We have already seen that one of these patterns, the Fibonacci numbers, arise out of the spiral motion that is the cause of the condensation of the matter that is responsible for the explosion. It becomes clear that what the Western contemporary cosmologists left out of their account of creation is the creator who wills the undifferentiated energy matter to differentiate itself and provides the thought process guiding the information of the spiral, the first form of movement, and the process of differentiation, leading to the comp compression which accumulated in the Big Bang. 
Of specific interest to us at this point are the thought processes underlying the formation of the spiral, the first differentiated movement, as it represents the fundamental order of the world. It is important to recall the fact that the Fibonacci numbers occur in relation to many birth patterns in nature. This point did not escape the Kamau who made order the foundation of all of the creative processes. Immediately after Netter comes into being as creator, from the utterance of its name, it states that, quote, not found I placed I could stand wherein with my wisdom I enlightened my will, I laid a foundation in the divine law or order, and I made a tribute every I was alone, not had I emitted Shu, not had I emitted Tefnut, existed not existed another who worked with me. End quote. Of great importance the facts that the attributes Great of great importance is the fact that the attributes of all things are based on a law that was in place before the creation of the things which later came from the tears and emanations from the eye of Ra Ausar. We will see that the explanation of this order is embodied in the tree of life, or company of the gods, or the Ined as called by Egyptologists. To the Kamau, order was so important that its absence was explained as a supreme being's inability to find a place where it could stand in the world. Ra and Ausar lived by it, and no man could realize his divinity unless he could prove that he lived by it. The Tree of Life is a classification system composed of 11 categories, wherein is classified all aspects of reality and their relationships to each other. Certain key attributes of God, so-called deities, netur, server as the theme or underlying principle of each set or category. These are arranged in descending order according to their role in the process of creation and their maintenance of unity. Since this is a process of differentiation, the most important function is the tracing of the maintenance of unity in the midst of increasing differentiation, i.e. order is the means through which the natural and inherent unity is maintained in the host of differentiated existences. Throughout their history, different schools of philosophy and science and commit came up with different accounts of this classification system. The function of the comedic tree of life has been distorted by the negative and perverted reporting by Westerners of the differences in these accounts. If the Kamau were treated by Westerners as the later latter treat themselves, then the latter would be would have explained that these different versions came about for the same reasons that in the Western world there are different philosophical or scientific or theological views of the same subjects. Had they approached the subject with greater respect, they may have discovered a system that enables thinking about theology, psychology, and philosophical matters with a degree of objectivity and precision that mathematics enable for the hard sciences.
Before examining the various aspects of the comedic tree of life, let's first clarify the issue of its name. I have used the name tree of life even though the Kamau did not refer to it as such. They used the name Pout Netuer, P-A-U-T-N-E-T-E-R-U. By any student of Kabbalah of the pantheon of deities and the cosmologies around the world will readily recognize the tree of life and the comedic pout netuer. The word netuer, which is the plural form of the word netur, is to be dealt with in the same manner as we dealt with netur in the preceding chapter. It is a catchword for the various attributes and aspects of Netur, the one God. The word pout has been the source of vexation and frustration for Egyptologists. In the everyday language of the Kemetic people, it denotes a cake, bread, etc. It was drafted into philosophy and its essence extracted to denote the plastic formative substance of the world. As such, it represents the first material manifestation of undifferentiated matter, Nu. Since the material substance of the world, Nu, is infinite, the world occurs in a finite portion separated for the purpose of the creation. The portion that is thus prepared becomes the objective realm. The name Pout has been given to the first stage of the objective realm, which is composed of undifferentiated objective matter. In the Mephite cosmology, it is referred to as the Tantine Ta equals land, Tenen equals inert. Within, the entire creation will take place according to an order in which all things and events will be assigned a place in time and space classified in one of the ten categories of the tree of life. This will explain why the word pout can be used to denote a cake, the premium matter that arouses from new, and the classification sets embracing the objective shape and forces of the creation. That the comedic tree of life or company of the gods was intrinsically involved with the order and relationship between the shaping forces of the word world can be readily seen from the oldest version of the tree, the pout netur of Anu, or the great collection of netur, which is made up of Tem, Shu, Tefnut, Sheb, Nut, Ausar, Auset, Set, and Nebet. We will recall from the preceding chapter that these attributes and aspects of the Supreme Being were used to explain the various fine points concerning the origin, why, and process of creation. While this collection contains the nine attributes of God, an examination of the literature will show other views on the subject. In the pyramid text of King Unas, Eru M. Henti Maati is added, bringing the collection to ten in number. The pyramid of text of King Pepi II differs even more. It is composed of the following twelve Tem, Shu, Tefnut, Seb, 
nut ausar ausar kent amenta set eru ra hent maati and uauchet. The problem is compounded by the fact that many other variations are to be found in the various other temples. A com- a comprise was a compromise was attempted by designated some collections of the lesser or little collection and so on. Over time, however, the consensus recognized a major collection composed of variations of the Pout Netur of Anu in two lesser connections while collections. While one of the lesser is well known, the other, although its existence has been widely assisted attested to it in the comedic literature, has never been revealed. The question regarding its composition as well as which version of the collection is the most useful can only be answered by keeping in mind that all insight into cosmogony, how God creates the world, derives its value from what it teaches us about ourselves. As above, so below. What is meant by this is that the sages resolve the problem by referring their intuitions of creation process to the mental and physical processes in man. They discovered that the proper versions of the collection of Netuer gave so much power to those who lived by it that they kept it a secret. But we are now living on the eve of the night of the overthrowing the enemies of Ausar. The time has come to remove the seals of Nehebeb cow. Unfortunately, a full analysis showing the reasons for the dissatisfaction with the, ver- with the various versions of Pout Netur Netu, cannot be entered into in this book. It would go too far afield. Anyone who cares to do so can discover the reasons why comparing the variations of Pout Netur with the one that I had given in volume one and will reiterate it in this volume. The final version of Pout Netur consists of 11 categories through which are classified all aspects of reality. It begins with the source of all the subjective realm and and its corresponding state of pure consciousness, will, and the energy matter it is assigned to the cipher zero to symbolize the absence of things and events yet composed on the immaterial side of consciousness, will, and intelligence, and on the material side of undifferentiated matter and inert energy. We saw in the past chapter that this aspect of God, its essential state, corresponds to Atem, Amen, Nu, Heyu, Hehu, etc., It continues with the mental faculties of the Supreme Being, which are classified in nine categories. These are the means through which the order underlying the physical world is created. To these are assigned the numbers one through nine. It ends with the final category under which are contained all physical events and manifestations from protons to universes. It symbolizes, it is symbolized by the number 10. An analysis of the cosmonical system, the first fact of 
the first act of manifestation, the supreme being brings itself out of the subjective state, the first sphere of the tree of life. Before creation can begin, Netter must first transform itself from the subjective to the objective being. All schools of the comedic spiritual science are in agreement that this was accomplished through the utterance by Netter of the name or its objective state of being. This is the Hekau, word of power, Anuk, hieroglyphically represented by so-called Anuk, no, I'm sorry. All schools of comedic spiritual science are in agreement that this was accomplished through the utterance of Netter of the name for its objective state of being. This is the Hekau word of power, Ankh, hieroglyphically represented by the so-called Ankh cross. It is the com- the comedic counterpart of the Indus Kush Aum. The Maasai name for the supreme being, Gaji, Nagaji, and so on. Originally, the priest of a new fifth dynasty conceived this objectification of the attributes of subjective being in a symbol that combine the energy matter with the consciousness, intelligence, will aspects of God. This is Ra. Its depiction as a serpent encircling the disk of the sun recalls what was said about the spiral condensing matter at its center, creating such density that the heat and heat that it would eventually burst into a center of radiant energy. Such was one of the two conceptualizing of the first, thus highest manifestation of the Supreme Being. Ra is a synthesis of consciousness will, the primordial creative word uttered by the will, the spiral. It generates the radiant energy and patterns that are created by the spiral. Ankh, as the name of Ra, was cleverly concealed, revealed in the story of Ra and Auset. The latter, realizing how good she was with words of power, thought she could become as great as Ra if she knew his real name. Since he kept the name secret for whoever knew it could gain control over him, she designed to have him bitten by the serpent, Tek Tek Fahidi, Tek Shek Fahidi, Fidi, inducing, in other words, she hexed him, a fine point missed by all Egyptologists. The poison of this serpent caused the Ket Anket fire of life, which is the essence of Ra's being, to depart from the body. As the god finds itself growing weaker and weaker, he complains that his Ket Anket is leaving him and is thus forced to divulge his name to Auset that she may heal him. But he does so in a manner that would keep it secret from all others. He says that he will transfer his name from the 
from his body to hers, and the story ends with the impression that the name has not been revealed to the reader. Quote, one must understand the comedic philosophy of life to get the message. The name of a thing is its essence, that which made it by which it lives. Not only are we told that Ra lives by the Ket Anket, we are also made aware that the name resided within the body, that which came out of the body was the Ket Anket. In this manner, the Hekau Ank was concealed to the name for in the name for his essence, which are one and the same. Here ends the reading on page 63, chapter 4.